little girls. This seems to say. Do you? Do you? I beg your pardon. Are you ill? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes before he could find the right words. Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And. Today, today, yeah, I'm trying to think of a new opening. I, I'm always prompting you with English Tomorrow's words about today. Yesterday, <laughs> um, we are going to review what was it? King, King of, of Thieves. Thieves. Yeah, that's it. Which I saw last night. You're not night. putting your like heart into this no, anymore, no, are you? No, no, sick of it now. Um, <laughs> okay, I still love doing I'm it. I still love you, listeners. I've been here for more than an hour now. We've done last week's episode. So I'm gonna have to cut all this out. Why? Because it's not because people don't. We don't want to destroy why the illusion. Why not? Mick is starting his job. People have lives, Mick. We don't have to make excuses for anyone. Be you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. <laughs> solo this week. Wow! Why don't you just stay solo then? think so that's what i meant okay that's what I'm well, thank you very much all right i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry you're lovely <laughs> i'm going to wow burger now there's just three guys i'm gonna go <laughs> it's you're okay. not sponsored by any of these people why are we mentioning them in the hope that they might <laughs> <laughs> um, right so we're talking about king of thieves which i was very excited to see because i love michael kane mm-hmm. i am michael kane well that's <laughs> Which I could not stop thinking about the whole throughout the whole film. Every time they had a conversation with each other, Paul like, Whitehouse. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Please just do." Hi, I'm Michael Payne, <laughs> and, and I, I am a, a nosy neighbour. neighbour. <laughs> I, just, I was, I was, but I didn't know Paul Whitehouse was in the film. Oh, I knew, I, I saw him in the poster, and then I thought, I, all I thought <laughs> of was, "Oh, I would be interested to see your reaction because you've seen him in Harry Enfield for twenty years ago." Yeah. So see what he looks like now as an yeah. older man. But then it occurred to me on the scene where the two of them are in, where Michael Caine and Paul Whitehouse are in, I said, actually, I wouldn't, I presume Michael Caine knows that yeah. he's imitated him. And he said, I'm Michael Payne. <laughs> I'm sure they did that during the set. I'm bound to be. I'd love to see the off scene. <laughs> I, I didn't even know he was in it. So when, when we were um, sitting down to watch the film and the film started, um, which well done, Dundrum, you're cutting out your big ads now and it's getting to the Is film. Is it straight to the film? Well, not straight to it, but it was only like about five ads only. Like it was 10 minutes, which normally is 20 because they have yeah, the operas. They have all the stuff that they're promoting, the live stuff from the Globe that they're filming yeah. or whatever. So it went straight to the film and I was very happy about that. And I just saw the names, you know, Michael Caine and all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Winston. Yeah, I couldn't care less. <laughs> Michael Caine is the main one. And when I said Paul Whitehouse, I, I slapped John. Yes, I said. <laughs> yeah, I almost jumped. Like, People, this is my. I'm Michael Payne. <laughs> I, said, I said, I kept saying to John, I was like, I know. Shut up. <laughs> so he knew who Paul Whitehouse was. <laughs> yeah, oh no, he knew. He knew. Uh, he just, well, I just, he knew after you did that. Well, I kept imitating him 
I fuck. Every time they both count, I fuck. Oh, oh my god! I am nosy no. neighbor. Please tell me you didn't do that in a cinema. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that packed anyway. Um, it certainly wasn't after that. <laughs> People just left and not walking well, out no, of the film. Well, no, the problem was throughout the whole film there was an older man behind us, and I don't know if it was his wife or his daughter narrated the whole film to him. Okay. So we didn't even have to watch the film. And John was getting really annoyed. But I did say to John, John, honey, relax. Like, he's he's old. Maybe blind. Yeah. And, I, you know, you just be... Like, it, it wasn't all the time. It was just, like, a few of the jokes. But it would just be just after the joke. Like, it didn't bother me because I, I thought, like... I actually thought of John's granddad. Yeah. Emma has brought Dick to a few, felt like, to Mamma Mia. And I can imagine the frustration from her... If he was agitated or whatever, and she'd be nervous, but you'd want them to enjoy and have to be able to go out and see it. So just, just calm down, just let him be. Like he's not really bothering. It's not throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. It's just moments she has to repeat to him, which is fine. Right. Oh yeah, um, I mean I'd be perfectly tolerant to that. Yeah, it's people having a conversation or something. Yeah, like it's that. young it's people really, on their phones yeah. or oh, just God. talking throughout. That the whole happened film. in Black Forty Seven. There was people on the phones mentioning Michael Payne all the time. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's you had basically an audience member doing a voice description because, you know, you can get audio description of film yeah. for blind people. When I went to see it, there was subtitles. So it's obviously, you know, they show films with subtitles for deaf, they're special yeah. showings for um, people who are deaf. <laughs> it was actually really distracting for me because I kept reading them <laughs> and I didn't need to. I just kept looking down, instinctively looking down, <laughs> so, so used to reading subtitles. Yeah. And, and lots of time it ruined it because I was reading the line before they said it. Yeah. It just appears and then there'd be a, a joke and something and I was laughing before the joke came up. Yeah, that that's not good. I mean, just, uh, anyway. Well, it um, was better than going, I'm Michael Payne <laughs> throughout the film. Oh, I just love Michael Payne. He's a joke. I actually, oh. I adore him. And then when he came at, up at the end, like where he used to be like, like from, you know, when he did an oh, Italian yeah. job and all that. Which was Italian job. I that was clip like, was from. I was like, whoa, like he's so harsh. And John was like, really? I was like, yes, look at him. Oh, you hottie. <laughs> at 85 years of age. I know. And he's tempted. I had actually, I adore him. Him and Dick Van Dyke. I adore them <laughs> both. What a contrast. I know. Well, they're both English. No, they're not. Dick Van Dyke's married. He just acts as an English yeah. chappy. Oh, I just, I love them both. Anyway, um, so what do you think of the film? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Really? I, I, I actually enjoyed it less than I thought I would. Okay, so you went in with great expectations. Yeah. Well, I went in with low because I'd seen, I hadn't seen the reviews, but I'd seen two stars at most appearing all over the place. Mm. And I just said, oh, because it's a sort of film that can just go wrong. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it has. It's just failed what it meant to do. And then as I was watching, I said, actually, this isn't as bad as I thought. But if I had, I can imagine the expectations you because I would have had them without this and it would have been a disappointment because it is all over the place. It well, is a bit not, of a mess. It's, I don't think it's a mess. I just think there's no high point to yeah. it. It's just a storyline and that's it. There's no excitement. I mean, there are the funny bits and the funny jokes and the fact that they're older men say feck off and now nah, you're well, that, that was overdone and uh, the, no I didn't think it was overdone but I just thought it was like uh, there was no excitement in it if you mm. get me like I was comparing and I know this is a true story but yeah. I was comparing to going in style with more. so is that well I mean it's so obvious yeah. to do that because Michael Caine's in both with the same thing that had excitement it led yeah. up to this you know thing and there it was just so uh, 
just kind of things are thrown in there, the way they talk at the funeral about things. And, mm. you know, then just it suddenly leads to them planning this. There's no structure to it. Yeah, this is the problem. No, yeah, there's, there's no, no story structure. But even like they didn't use aids like music and things to m- pump it up a bit. I didn't feel like the music was... Oh, it was overdone. The music, because there's just, you know, they had, it's like Ocean's Eleven type music, you know, yeah, this real heavy type. Yeah, but in the moments of the film. That, but they were completely inappropriate. It just seemed mm. pointless. It looked like it was doing a 60s style film. Like it was clearly because these are stars of the yeah. 60s, particularly Tom Courtney and Michael Caine, that they were, and these were the sort of films while Michael Caine was appearing in, like the Italian job. But it seems to be trying to play that up as a sort of in-joke that they have this quirky music of 60s films but yeah. with these old people and that would have worked except they just would throw it was like a, a video stuck in the middle of the film but they went off and did, like yeah. there was one scene where there was just all these shots of London at night which had nothing to do yeah. with the film yeah. and just the music and then they were back to the film again and I said like, what's going on here yeah. so it was I thought it was all over the place that way that it never settled into what type of film it was because a lot of it it seemed to be just this broad comedy yeah and then suddenly it was very very serious drama yeah and the way they all turned really nasty um, and particularly, and Michael Caine seemed to be playing two different parts as well. Like he was the funny, quirky character. And then he was just really angry. Remember when he was yeah. just, and he does that really well yeah. when he tries a threatening guy like that. No, but that. it was suddenly as well. Uh, what's the guy's name? Paul Whitehouse. No, the one you said. No, I know Paul. Ray Winstone. No. Jim Broadbent. That was in Black 47 as well. Yeah. Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Him. Like he suddenly got very dark. And oh, yeah. Nasty. And terrifying. And your wife and his and I was like, what? Yeah. Where's that coming from? And it was very. And then suddenly made them like even the guy Basil. Suddenly they made him just quit, or like it was something like. Well, they, they threatened the way they. Well, I mean, it was done very well, except it just was out of place. Yeah, no, but even if I was the Basil, I was like, "Shut up, you old Crocs! I want my share." That's that's you know that's I feel like your man wasn't that they weren't really a threat. If you get me. Oh, I thought they were. To me, they were really frightening because you just they felt the power fr- behind I just them. Felt, I just felt like they were trying to be that. And okay. if, if I was in his position, I'd just, I'd just be like, shut up. I could just push you down. You'd fall. You'd break your hip kind of thing. Yeah. You know? It's just like, no, it's, it's, it's so, like he, it's a young man, a young person who can outrun them, mm-hmm. who is probably stronger than them. It, it just felt like, no, that just wouldn't work. Rather than if you had someone that was really threatening and had like bodyguards or could had a gun, that's mm-hmm. different. But they were just sitting around the table and they were trying to be this. Well, I would say, you see, you're dealing with a seasoned criminal who knows what he's doing and would have contacts. He could have all sorts of henchmen out there or anything like mm. that. I know the threat to me would be there. I would feel it. But that's. I agree with you that, yeah, he's obviously much younger. Mm. Um, but I think that's what it was, that he's younger and naive, whereas these are these experienced veterans who say, this is not a game. We know yeah. what we're doing. And they all have that menace about them. But that's when it just suddenly changes to that, whereas a lot of, a lot of it is just very, very funny slapstick. And not even very funny, just meant to be very just, funny yeah. slapstick. The only one, and I think all the reviews said this as well, that were consistent, was Michael Gambon, you know, Billy the Fish. Yeah. Like he was funny throughout. Yeah. And very funny. <laughs> he was really good. And he did it so well. Like, the, ah, ah. like <laughs> just the dopiness of him where he's clearly in charge of things as well. And he reminded me of um, your man in Going In Style, Marty McFly. Marty McFly? Not Marty McFly. <laughs> Marty McFly. No, your man from Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox. But he wasn't in going in style. Mick, he was. 
The guy from Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox. Not the main kid. That's Martin. That's Michael J. Fox. Um, the, the guy, the older guy. Biff or his father. Oh, oh no, Doc. Doc. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Billy the Fish reminded me of in Going in Style. Yeah. The dopey guy who 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 said to the kids at the start, no more cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> when they were selling <laughs> cotton candy. I'd forgotten that complete. I'd forgotten. But then he was being interviewed in the booth, and in the booth in the in the police department. Oh yeah, he he made me sell cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> what? Clearly, this is a mentally unstable person. Doesn't know what he's talking about. That's what Billy I know. The their fish, film. Yeah, Billy the Fish reminded me of, which is uh, uh, the other film, which is also about older men on a heist, basically. Yeah. But this, the difference is this one is a true story. Yeah. Which is a hindrance because it just has to follow an ordinary yeah. line. But, but they could we, still have constructed yeah, something around like it. Has, it. The story has potential. Oh, yeah. But you have to... There's, there were no high points. It, it felt like the same level throughout the whole film. The same atmosphere. Not even. I, I don't even know how to explain. There's no... Normally in films you have highs and lows and characters, you know, and all this. To me, yeah. they were basically all the same type of character. Mm-hmm. All grumpy old men who just wanted their share of the money. But none of them, other than Billy the Fish, were different enough from each other that, you know, made the film. But I don't know. Well, I mean, it was, as I said, it was a mixture of, seemed to be going back and forth from one genre to another. But also as well, it seemed like two bits. You thought, I thought anyway, it was all going to be about the robbery. Yeah. And then suddenly the robbery was over. Yeah, in the middle and of the went, film. And Hang on, it's only halfway through the film. What's going yeah. on? There's more to come, and it, but it built it, and that would be fine if it wasn't fine. It built it like that. It seemed to be building to the planning, like an Ocean's Eleven heist film yeah. type thing. The planning goes in, then they go, and then even the planning was boring, yeah, and very brief. And then they go through the motions, and you just say, "What's going on here?" And then the robbery's over, and then um, suddenly there's another story going on, and it's all about it. And then another point, the cops come in and start solving it. And then they solve it and it's over. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, that's, there was John, no explanation John actually that. pointed out, he said, the cops don't say a word throughout the whole solving yeah. of the case. They don't speak at all. Now, unless that was meant to be a dramatic effect. Yeah, but it's just not. They don't, they're not involved yeah. in the film at all. They're just uh, yeah. suddenly and then they're all arrested or whatever. So I'm sorry if I'm giving it away, but it's yeah, a true actually, story. Actually, one, one of the bits I thought was really good was in there. They were all sitting together at the table taking their meds. I thought that was good. <laughs> I thought that bit was actually good and funny. But that was it. That was like the high point. Like I, I liked the film. It yeah. was enjoyable. But it's just it wasn't as entertaining. Like I, I wouldn't really watch it again. Oh no, I wouldn't be bothered watch but but as I said. But like I've seen what going in style again at home. Because it was All on right. the sky. I would watch so. Going in Style again, but I've forgotten. Like, the very fact that I'd forgotten completely about Christopher Lloyd being in it. Mm. And it's not that long since we saw it. Whereas Martin with this... Sly. Well, Martin McFly was... No, he plays Doc. Yeah, I know. But you know Martin. why Martin McFly Because he's the main character. Yeah. As soon as you say Back to the Future, that's the first person someone's going to think of. Yeah, I know. I'm I... defending you here to yourself. <laughs> but this, this is why I'm saying I th- it was better than I thought it would be because a film like this, a normal heist film, would if it's bad it's just really bad mm. if it falls apart so it wasn't that way but at the same time it wasn't a coherent wasn't good, film yeah. no it wasn't good it was ordin- It was watchable and a lot yeah. of it was because of the cast Yeah. and as you say particularly with Paul Whitehouse and Michael Caine in scenes together yeah. and then Paul Whitehouse disappeared yeah. he just suddenly wasn't in it anymore and just so, and they, they explained it but it just 
what was he there in the first place for? I know he's a real character in reality, yeah. but all these things were just left hanging and so on. But also what I was going to mention to you that I said um, last week in our last in, uh, podcast was that the bit of that reminds me a lot of the Harry Enfield sketch of the, the dudes of the pub oh, was yeah. how the, these the old men got worked up. It was slowly like, what? <laughs> you what? That, that kind of thing, you know, and it, that's, that's, that's just Harry Enfield. I was looking, I was watching those bits. When they were at the pub getting worked up about things. Yeah. And they're like, you what? <laughs> you what, you selfish cunt and all this. And you're just like, okay, that's, that's just so Harry Enfield. Well, that's where he got it. on <laughs> and here we are. But that's, but. Paul White has ever said, yeah, do that. <laughs> he probably, yeah, cut, they probably yeah. helped out. He said, you know, it would work here. <laughs> I've seen it done before. Don't tell me where. But. Yeah, that sort of thing would probably happen. Like, that's believable. These people yeah. would be like that, uh, particularly if they're hardened criminals and have been doing this all their lives. They're just so self-appointed heroes. Yeah, and they just mentioned that Michael uh, Michael Caine's character murdered someone, a police officer. They just throw that in there. Yeah. And I was like, what? How did that happen? You're just suddenly throwing I've forgotten that, that as well. And they never explained yeah, it. Yeah, criminal. Okay. No, there was a huge benefit just was left hanging. They just threw in bits of information that are yeah. obviously true. But you want to know, first of all, why are we being told this? That's yeah. not relevant to what's going on. And it was a mishmash of yeah. facts. And they obviously the excuse to reduce what we had to keep to the story. Well, no, you can construct. There's a lot of true stories out here that are properly constructed. And they didn't really need the whole bit at the start with your one. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was saying about with. They could have I started at the funeral. But that's why I mentioned about Black Forty Seven last week that your woman appears very little. Yeah. She's one of the main cast. Francesca Annis, who's but his she, wife, was yeah, a big star. But she, the one in the in Black Forty Seven, made sense. Yeah. Because it added to the plot. Yeah. This one doesn't. No, that's, you, could have, but that's, you could have started at the funeral. That's exactly what struck me was the fact that she was there very prominently in the credits. And she is. She's another veteran star of that time. Now, I'd yeah. say a lot of it is they had to have a woman in there somewhere. She's the only woman in the film. Not really. They have the officers, police officers. Yeah, but who says nothing, well, you, you as you said, point out. But you don't out. need to have necessarily a woman if it's not about that. If You know what I mean? It's, it's No, but I'm saying they might have felt they did. And particularly oh, okay. when they're having, because the whole point of the film is these are stars of the past. Right. And she's a star of the, like what she was mainly a t- television star of the 80s, 70s and 80s. Maybe so, this one was a heist in itself that Michael Caine just wanted to put. Is that his wife? No. Who's who is she then? She's just a well-known actress. Francesca Annis. OK. No, she plays his wife. All oh, right. No, I thought you meant you said that it was his wife because I thought you said it was also his wife. So I was no. going to say maybe that's why. Then you just put her in there no, so that there they can both make no money on the film. No connection to them between them whatsoever. Okay. Well then, I'm sorry. I'm Michael Caine's wife. How many <laughs> of these stars have you married? So many. <laughs> that, I will never get into Hollywood. Know. They're like, this is very weird. She marries everyone. You <laughs> might be married to her and you don't know. <laughs> she knows. She's got the photographs. <laughs> what about me? No, you're definitely not. <laughs> Poor Ben. Yeah. I actually love Ben deep down. <laughs> this, is, a, this is how you deep, deep down. This is how you disguise it with so many layers. Yeah. You're hosting. Go on. No, you are. No, you are. No, you are. I hosted Black 47. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> I just forget. I'm just not used to this anymore. Whatever. Um, so what, what's your, your score? Not in. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's your score there, Miko? <laughs> Do you like to ask me that again so I can edit it properly? No, just leave that <laughs> in. Let's just be just, us. Give me, the, op- give me the op- Give me the option of editing no, it. I no, won't. I was going to edit it into. I edited it, it into the prologue. You see, that's why I say that bit is there. What's your score, Miko? <laughs> the prologue just before the opening credits. Oh, that's what a prologue is. Okay. Uh, oh! <laughs> I'm inspired today. You're hungry. I very. Um, I'm thinking Subway. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, I'll, I'll think Subway if you'll just get on with it. You the went to Simon's podcast. Place without me and saw Kenneth Branagh. I think I can choose where I want to eat I, now. There's no logical follow-up I don't that. care. I'll give it a six. Okay, so you're giving your score now. Yeah. Six out of ten. And I will give it two and a half. Okay. Just to go a bit above what everyone else has given mm-hmm. it because it's all two stars. Which Two stars is just below Yeah, mediocre. my six is from Michael Caine and Paul Whitehouse. Yeah, I love mine too. <laughs> Not um, even for the film, it's for them. I liked, what, like, I liked Tom Courtney as well. The other, old, much yeah. older guy. I like, all, I like all the cast, but it's just not a great film. Okay. Well, again, no challenges and you'll know why if you listen to Black 47. Last week's podcast. Yes. Which we did last week and recorded last week and have put up for last no, week's well, listening. No, we've said already we haven't. No, you have and I've today. deleted all that out. Let's go back to Madrid. <laughs> uh, we had fun there. We didn't even record that one in Madrid. We just said we it, was did. <laughs> it was in Madrid. <laughs> we did record it Yeah, in we did because it took us about two hours. We lost two hours of our day recording the podcast. Anyway. It didn't take anything like two hours. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. Yeah. No. We woke up at eight, half eight. We left the house almost half eleven. The house. <laughs> the... Hotel. Hotel, yeah, that's what it was. You really are hungry. What came up to my head was like a a, a brothel. Um, Right. That's where Mick brought me. So many stories. You organised this trip and and organised everywhere we went. Okay, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week when we will be reviewing. I saw Crazy Rich Asians, by the way. Good for you. (laughs) Just out of nowhere there. Um, We're reviewing Cold War. (laughs) Starting to get very hyper. Uh, Starting! (laughs) Thanks very much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. And I'm Michael Payne. (laughs) (laughs) And I am a nosy (laughs) neighbour.